A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Welcome back to Podcats, the podcast about cats, the musical, not the animal. <laughs> A plus. A plus. A plus this time. I did my homework. I'm Ian Brodsky. I'm Karina Stokes. And that um, dulcet tone you just heard was none other than um, our favorite Paul Regano. I'm your favorite Paul Regano? Yeah. How many do you know? Um, I know one Paul Regano, so, yeah. Well, I'm glad that I made the top one. Great. <laughs> um, so, we are going to talk today about old cats. Old man cats and the Rum Tum Tugger. He's, he's not an old man cat. He's not an old man cat. I have a theory. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. Okay. Um, but Fear. And, and, we, and we will jump right into that. Um, but first, let's... Um, Let's talk about the BuzzFeed quiz. We make every one of our guests take the um, community BuzzFeed quiz, which cat are you? Um, and Paul, what was your result? Uh, I was Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser. And there's nothing at all to be done about that. Um, also, I just fact-checked a little bit. It's not a community-generated quiz, but it is from the BuzzFeed staff in Australia. Good so, enough. What do Australians know nothing, about they're not, musical theater? They're not real. Just, just full stop. Can you prove it? Yes, I am friends with several Australians. Are they real? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Paul has seen them in person. One of them Don't was bring in me a... into this. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, let's talk about some old men cats. Are we going in descending or ascending of age? I'm gonna say descending or ascending of importance. Okay. Because we're gonna start with Bustopher Jones because fuck that guy. Um, I don't know why I have such a problem with Bustopher Jones, but I do. Because he's a fat um, cat. He is. He's, he's, a a fat a, cat. he's a capitalist. He's literally the Edwardian fat cat of St. James Street. He's a 25-pounder. Um, he's a 25-pounder. Um, he is a bounder. And yeah. he literally carries a silver spoon with him. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's a tuxedo cat. He eats a lot. Um, he's James Corden in the movie because on paper, of course, he is. He's wearing a full suit. He's wearing a full fucking tuxedo. Um... He's oh I wrote um if he's like if Santa were a privileged Edwardian parody cat, um, because for some reason everyone really loves this guy. Um, we were just talking They're about all him. of us proud to be nodded about to. Right. Him. Um, I'm just so happy you know like you have a working knowledge of cats lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know when I asked you to be on this podcast, Paul, if you would have like any sort of working knowledge, just because cats is such a wild card of a show. Absolutely. Um, and I'm so excited that you do. Mm. Um. But yes, um, so the, the tribe loves this guy. Um, my problem with him is that, like, 
He's probably a contender, like, he's probably on the ballot for Heaviside Lair, but, like, he literally says, I am still in my prime, I shall last out my time. And I'm like, well, then go home, come back when you have a broken hip or something. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think he, um, Buster for Jones, uh, I mean, like, he, he represents so much privilege, if I can just go there that Please. quickly. Yeah, he is. Um, and I, I don't think he's ever, like, a serious contender. I think it's just, like, ah, oh, the cat about town that everyone loves. Because maybe sometimes he, like, tosses us scraps or whatever. But, Makes like, sense. I, I don't feel like... I mean, I also... This speaks to a larger issue that I had with the film, but we don't have to go there. Wait, no, we're, oh, we'll here, go we're there. here for that. That's I mean, what we're here to do, Paul. The, the amount of, like, dialogue that they added for the film to try to create more of a plot than they needed plot question mark right and like the, the way that they treated it even more like a game show than it mm-hmm. right like we're all mm-hmm. contestants they use that word so many times they, they yeah 100 do and that's the whole macavity thing of it all that's is weird. like, like i'm eliminating the competition I'm, right why and i so i don't feel like i always felt watching the musical cats on a stage with live cats, cats. <laughs> more or that, less <laughs> was that it could be any one of us yeah. And like, oh, look at this cat. She's cool and special. Oh, look at that cat. But it wasn't like, and here are your, this evening's contestants, and we're right. all just watching the game show and golf clapping. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, because, like, we were just talking about Jenny Annie Dots with uh, Lauren A. Kennedy. Um, oh, and Jenny Annie Dots. Jenny Annie yeah. Dots, who, like, could have been a contender as well. Um, <laughs> could have been a contender. Um, Instead of what but, she is. Bum. <laughs> I think Bustopher Jones has some time left in him. James Corden on paper is a Makes perfect, total sense. It makes perfect sense. Absolutely. James, again, same with Rebel Wilson we were saying. James Corden in practice in this universe. Um, I didn't hate James Corden's I didn't hate performance. Him. No. Um, oh, yeah. No, he was making... How PG are we keeping it? Not at all. Not we at talked all. about was, Vore, so... Yeah. So he was making chicken salad out of chicken shit up there. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I, I applaud the work that he did on that. Right. Um, and Cats the Movie musical. Yes. Um, well, and also, as I've mentioned, like uh, James Corden as Bustopher was the first cat you see that doesn't immediately turn you off visually, and it's because of his white spats. Oh, yeah. Covering up of the human feet, giving him a little, like, waistcoat. You're like, this kind of looks like what a CGI cat could be. Right, right, which would make more Once sense. Once he takes off his coat, he becomes less pleasant because then he is just wearing spats. And nothing else, and he's under a spigot of dumpster. Yeah, and it's all very bad. And he's guzzling garbage. He's um, a yes. He's a garbage guzzler, which is odd because he's a classy a cat, classy fucking cat. Right. Um, as far as relationships go, because as we all know, there is a deep state fandom folklore. Yes. Headcanon theory. Please tell me the cat's lore on Bustopher Jones. Okay, so Bustopher Jones. Um, he may be the father of, or the uncle, we were saying, um, of Alonzo, one of the ensemble cats who's kind of like mm-hmm. a monkey strap's right-hand man, um, but doesn't like Alonzo because he's like kind of a gray right. street cat. Because and, of privilege. Because of privilege. And he might also be the father or uncle or both of Mr. Mistopheles, the magical conjuring. The only two tuxedo cats. The only two tuxedo cats, so the math works out. But he loves Mistopheles because he's special. Yes. Obviously. I, I think that, that's an interesting take i would believe it more with alonzo um and uh, okay again like i really know the stage show and same i've only seen the movie once and i was not in a uh 
sober state of my consciousness at the time. So um, I, I thought it was interesting the way they uh, approached Mistopheles as this, like, oh, he's the magic cat, and oh, he always tries so hard, and it's so cute. He's a little nerd. Right. Whereas, in I mean, he is a stud in the show. He's, he comes in at the very, he's the deus ex machina, and he comes in, and he's amazing, and Rumtum Tugger's like, oh, you got a problem. This is who you call. Yes. yes. You also ask Mr. Mistopheles, yes. the original conjuring cat. And we'll get to the Tugger of it all. Sorry. Uh, sorry. In relation, no, in relation to shit. In relation to In relation to shit. Yeah, in relation you're right. Um, but... Um, Bustopher might have also been like Jenny Any Dots' mate because we all know that Jenny Any Dots loves him. Um, she leads the song about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, this is all, uh, very new to me. Um, it's all very much Cat's conjecture. It's, it's right. very I, much, I guess yeah. I've never gone this deep into the Cat's fandom. I, well, like, buckle I've up, Paul. <laughs> always looked at them asexually, so. You know how? Use the word mate. How? Oh, no, no, no. I, I looked at the characters okay, fine. asexually. Fine. Please, part two of my sexual awakening. <laughs> uh, I mean, there is oh, a cat orgy in it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Which, again, bad. Right. Um, and um, apparently one of the uh, theories is he and Grizabella may have been, like, old buddies, like, from their... Childhood really best friends. Um, but I like he's, understand that. But now he's like kind of sad when he thinks about it because Grizabella has been excommunicated. Fall and from grace. Yes. Fall from grace. Um, and like now he can't eat at the sa- some of the same restaurants Even anymore. Even though because... he loves mutton and whatever and cabbage. Right, yeah. Um, so It's the tomb. It's the, the tomb. tomb makes the tomb, him sad. Yeah, the tomb makes him sad. The fills tomb him with gloom. Tomb fills him with gloom um, because it's a T.S. Eliot film. Uh, I, I just have here. This guy's not going to the heavy side lair. Um, it, not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> I mean, he it, might keel over. He might keel over. He is very. He is rather obese. Well, okay. So now it this, might not that be healthy. Raises another question, and I'm sure that you've talked about this a lot in um, other episodes. But like, where, where are we? I mean, if he keels over and die, like, can he I keel don't over? Know. I don't know. That's don't the know. question. Like, is he passing on to the heavy side lair? I don't know. I feel like well, <clears throat> then it's like, do we know if he's about to kill over? Do we have to like call a special like ceremony to be like, yeah, get him out of here. This like, is put, get him on the tire. Maybe get some questions just aren't meant to be answered on cats, but <laughs> but a good one nonetheless. Do you think not movie version are his spats literal or metaphorical? I don't know because some in cats the, have like white boots and shit. In the stage yeah. play, I've always seen it literal. Because like some some cats have like you're like oh those cats have socks exactly. right yeah because they have like fun white paws exactly and I imagine that's probably what T S Eliot was going for I and then Andrew Lloyd Webber said what if <laughs> what if spats <laughs> which 100%. I respect but now his song Bustopher Jones um it is an ensemble number more or less um mm-hmm. it's led by Jenny Annie Dots and mm-hmm. a couple other women in the original. In the original. Yes. Um, and yeah, in the movie, he sings his own fucking song, there right? There was a lot of third person switching to first person yes. in the movie. Right. And I don't know how much I like it. Right. I think I understand it because it's supposed to be more cinematic. If you're talking about someone in the third person, it's very presentational. Yes. Here is this person. I have to address an audience directly, and there is no audience. Right. Um, but I mean, the audience could be, especially the way they put it. The audience the, is the Victoria. Right. Also. It's Victoria. We're Victoria. We're all oh, Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His song, Does It Slap? Here's the thing. No, but we have been singing various parts of Bustopher Jones all morning. Yeah. So it's clearly catchy. It is in 
infectious. Absolutely. It's an infectious. earworm. It's an earworm. Oh, man. That's the I don't think way. I like, like, I'll never go to the cat soundtrack and be like, time to listen to Buster for Jones. <laughs> right. But 100%. once it's in there, it's there. Well, oh. especially when the very next song is Rum Tum Tugger. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, um, Buster for Jones. Does he fuck? Yes. You think so? Absolutely. Oh, you think 100%. so? If, I don't know. That no- man fucks. More, my roommate else. is on the other side of the room, and she agrees with me. We're just shaking our heads hard fucking no. No if, one likes that he fucks. I don't. I, but he fucks. In, like, that gross way, though. Right. I mean, like. Covered in food. If Ew. It's not, yeah. and, and, like, <laughs> with just a bunch of, like, little kittens who are just like he's their sugar daddy kind yeah, of yeah he's got or, money baby he uh, okay i'll give you the sugar that, daddy thing if he doesn't have that there's like some kind of eyes wide shut situation going on in yikes. his basement yikes i got no one, dark like i said no and, one and likes my roommate it. morgan is agreeing with you no um, one likes see, it i think of it kind of in the way of like um if he's fucking it's like the low-key like dirty shit that like it's a trope but like closeted Republican politicians deal with. Oh. Like, like under the table, like paying also, off your he doesn't hookers. do any of the work. He doesn't do any of the oh, work. No, 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 no. no, that's probably why he and Jenny Annie Dots maybe actually never worked out because we were They're just discussing They're both lazy with Lauren. fuckers. They're You're both right. lazy fuckers. They put in their work. They're like, no, you gotta come to me. No, you yeah. gotta come to me. Well, I guess I we're mean, at a stalemate then. Yeah. Jenny Annie Dots, like, she's... She's done her work though. Like, oh yeah. Yes. He, she earned where her place. Like, oh, hundred percent. Was born on third base. Exactly. Like, yes. She like you know she even created right. a, a Beatles tattoo. Beatles tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, With the boar. Okay. You're welcome. For that. <laughs> um, moving on. Um, let's go to. Um, should we talk about Gus the Theater Cat next? I think so. Cool. I love Gus. He right. makes me cry. Gus the Theater Cat. All everyone's... iterations of Gus the Theater Cat make me cry. One hundred percent. He is. Oh man. A fucking legend. Obviously. He's old as hell. The actor cat. He's a, he's a legend to both cats and humans. Um, his song is absolutely fucking beautiful. People respect the shit out of him. Sometimes he, like, he doubles as an ensemble cat or, like, just a grumpy old man in the background sometimes, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Ian McKellen in the movie who I will die on the hill that he could have gotten an Oscar and it would have been warranted. Yeah. <laughs> I will die on the hill. He deserved an Oscar nomination at the very For least. For coming into Cats and being like, this is how you fucking this do it. This is how you do Cats, I mean, like, motherfuckers. He's still, he's still Ian McKellen. Yes. Sir Ian McKellen. Yes. Sir Ian McKellen. Opposite Dame Judi Dench. Mm. Yeah. But... <clears throat> I, w- I will I will say it, it is one of the great many <laughs> tragedies of the film that I didn't get to see him do Growl Tiger. Yes. Re- okay. Are you kidding okay. me, Ian well, McKellen? Th- yes. Well, here's the thing. It's like, I think I, I've listened to, ca- I've been in Cats. I've listened to iterations of recordings of Cats. I've watched different versions of Cats. I don't care about Growl Tiger. Like, it's a t- it is a ten minute long. It's a song. ten minute long song. Attached to another ten. Because it's whole when it's Earth done minutes. right, you don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna trust you on that because even in the revival, they replaced Growl Tiger with um the Rumpus Cat song, <clears throat> and he was just the Rumpus Cat instead. But then that's the whole Peaks and the Pollicles thing, which is a number that I, I love. I really missed the Peaks and the Pollicles. Oh yeah, the, that's a fun one. I was really expecting. I mean, like that's. That, they could have done something. They could like have that. done it. I mean, and now that you mention Ian McKellen, like, okay, I would have sat through an extra ten minutes to be like, yeah, of more Ian, Ian McKellen, of more Ian McKellen would have cut it down. Yes, it course, doesn't yeah. need to be ten minutes. It do- yeah, yes. it doesn't need to be ten minutes. But like, 
And like also, the, I mean, they cut the whole Jelly Lauren part of Gus the Theater Cat, the song yes. about him, which he sang in the first person, which I thought was the only adapt, like the only adaptation of the song that I thought kind of worked. Mm-hmm. It's because um, he is literally on stage presenting, so it right. kind of makes sense. Um, but in the musical, as I'm sure all of our listeners know, it is. Um, presented by a cat named Jelly Lorem, who is kind of her, uh, his caretaker. She's one of, like, the more motherly cats of the tribe. Um, and I really I really love that. Yeah, me that. too. Yeah. Like, I miss that too. I'm like, that's probably my favorite song. Well, it also show. makes it, like, more oh, emotional yeah. because, like, he can't really carry a whole song anymore. Right. right. Just exactly. A, you have this, like, lyric Absolutely. soprano sort of coming in and being like, this is my father figure well, yeah I, I just see it as like she's like the friendly nurse at the nursing home yes yeah. like toddling in a wheelchair oh my god and she's like well back in his day mm-hmm. he he used he, to draw crowds of thousands and like whatever right and like yeah. explain his life story and you're like oh my god oh my god i love this guy yes yeah. um but like also brings the question like what if <clears throat> so grizabella gets chosen this year we'll circle back to that but what if like in between this year's selection and next year's gus also has to kill over and kick it like do we have to call an emergency i i just assume that gus is not is never going back he's done he's <sighs> is that, that what, it what, what happens is that, that it though life? you just like come back to but is that his night life purgatory and because again he feels like do a... you only get to be reborn if you go to the heaviside layer or if you don't go to the ceremonial shit are you still just reborn because you're a cat I, I, that's what I'm wondering. That's never explained. That's never explained. But also, it's like these, like this guy's clearly on the ballot. Like maybe he's like the Bernie Sanders of the group, or like the Joe Biden of the group. Yikes! Okay. Not maybe the Joe Biden. Biden. Maybe the Biden. Who do you think? I mean, I don't think he's really either of them. He doesn't I, have right. any Bernie's energy. I only bring it up because <laughs> last time I said um, J- Jenny Annie Dots was the Amy Klobuchar of the group. <laughs> it's too accurate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of that one. Um, but like. Now but, I just want to see Rebel Wilson playing Amy Klobuchar on SNL. Exactly. Um, As, no offense, Rachel Dratch, you're amazing. Um, but I know you're listening. Exactly. <laughs> we'll oh, send this to her, just yes, this episode. Dear Rachel Dratch. Um, but, like... Gus the theater cat, Asparagus as his full name, yep. but that's such a fuss to pronounce. Such a fuss. Um, but Gus is like on the ballot. For and sure. It's like, and it's like clearly like the, spoiler alert, he doesn't get it voted in, but like, what if he doesn't make it till next year? Like, I don't know, and I don't like to think this, about it too hard. And like, is, is this, this his just, last life? Like, right. you brought up a good point. Like, it, what we don't number know. life is he on? They is don't tell he, us. Right. He, um... It's a rather personal question. <laughs> like uh, to point. me, putting him up there with contestants as they do in the film, like to even consider him like that is like here's your lifetime achievement award. Yes, mm. I don't think he was ever a serious contender, but like we honor what you represent and we appreciate your mm-hmm. age and experience. So you still think he? So would maybe be the, the fact that he has already like because all these other cats in the movie that are competing right. are still pretty young and with it and could aren't shaking and making me cry <laughs> so maybe it is that like this cat's lived through so much that his future is sort of already done and dusted we whatever's happening with like, him we is don't already have dealt to worry with. about right I, i'll buy We're that. honoring him i'll buy that but it's like i kind of but like i still kind of want to see him like given the ceremonial oh send-off. yeah like yeah, yeah, put yeah. him in the hot air balloon put him on the tire what have in you in the ufo in the ufo up the stairs yeah you mean, you, like old, old chandelier old, thing yeah right I why they didn't like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess for a lot of the film, they were, I thought they were kind of doing a combination of, like, bucking expectations, but also um, 
honoring his traditions. And I thought the tire would have been one. Yeah. Right? You would think. Maybe it's like a... Because the tire is so iconic. Is it a, is it a phantom-like Easter egg? Oh. oh. I just thought of that. I wouldn't that be surprised if that was like a little... A little nod? A little nod. A little yeah, phantom yeah. nod? Gosh, and does that imply that at a certain point it falls? Yeah. Ooh. With Isabella in it. <laughs> ah. um, so this song, I would not say that this song slaps, oh, but no. it does feel. This song this is This song like, has heart. This song has all the heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think like... I feel bad that I like... Really don't care for the song. I think I when mean, it's done correctly with pathos, I'll watch yeah. the actor and I'll be captivated by that. Yes, on paper the song. Well, I'm not going to sit down and listen to Gus the Theater oh, Cat that's without where the you visuals. And I differ. Like I yes. have washed dishes to the song before. That is a wild <laughs> choice. I I don't know. I I just like it. I just it really has like heart. It. it has heart. It has I think a lot that's of heart I, because it's like memory also has heart, but it's like this is. A song you listen to if you want like a nice like slow ballad. I know you're not a fan of slow songs, Karina. Yeah, so it's um, it's never gonna. If you want a sort of me. like nice little song like in the background, but also I just think it's beautiful. It's not an everyday listen song. For me, it is. But I I'm know, also but... a sad sack. So. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. But do we think he fucks? Yes. Yeah. He did. He did not he did. anymore. Oh no, of course not, not anymore. anymore. Um. He he can't handle that. Um. No. But I think I have a theory that I think when he was like in his prime, he was kind of like the tugger of his generation. Yeah. Like yeah, rock yeah. star tugger. I think he was well, like going yeah. around life of the fucking party. Um. I don't know if he had like a magical like like Who uh, knows? magical twink next to him, but like <laughs> I but I think he lived a full he lived varied a full life. life. There's like um theories that maybe he's uh Skimble Shanks' brother or Jelly what? Lorem's yeah. They're Where all these theories come from one the website <laughs> I got all cats.fandom.com. <laughs> right. No. I shit you not. You can find out all their star signs. <laughs> it just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Every single every cat, even the ones you didn't know were cats, <laughs> right. have a star sign on <laughs> right, this website. Yeah. Um, Including Bill Bailey. Who is, um, which one was, oh, he's like, Buster Jones. That's what I said. Nope, that's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but my favorite theory family-wise is that he might be the grandfather of Victoria or Mistopheles, which I think is yes. delightful. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're also living in a world where, like, the stage version of Victoria. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. These are, like, all of these theories come from, like, the source material. It's all a jumbled mess. The it's, urtext, as you might call right. it. Right. Like, the, like, we're talking, like, basically what was codified in the 1998, um, like, PBS yes. Yes, filming yes. of it. Although um, that also excluded Growl Tiger. And it I did. Was, it did. That was sad. Oh. I promised all my friends a pirate number when I made him watch it, and then it wasn't there. <laughs> They're like, where's oh, the pirates? <laughs> and I was like, I swear there was pirates I in this show. I paid $20 to see pirate cats. All right, so that is Gus the theater cat. We are moving right along, partially because we have four fucking cats to get through. Sorry. No, no please. Like to. that's why we that's why we built a whole day out to a record a podcast about cats. cats the musical not the movie. Uh, not the yes, the movie. Cats the musical not the animal. Thank cats you, Karina. The phenom. Yes. Yes, the phenom. Feline, um, Morgan phenom. is giving me oh. a look like you idiot. We have to first talk about old D. Old dude. Old dude. Old Deuteronomy. We didn't know they'd take Old Deut. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yes. Old Deuteronomy. Has, um, He's lived a long many time, lives. Many lives. He's buried many right, wives. They say in the song, like, more than nine. Well, it's and actually what they say is that he has buried nine wives. Oh, and yeah. some, they might say, more like 99. Yeah. Unless uh, you are watching the movie. <clears throat> In which they are cowards and will not make Old Deuteronomy a lesbian. Right. 
they there's a lot of gay erasure in the movie that we've talked about. Yes. Um, but and one of them is the possibility of Dame Judi Dench's old Deuteronomy being like, burying nine wives. Burying nine wives. Yeah, I, I don't know if I saw the same gay erasure. There was definitely a sexual tension moment between Victoria and old Deuteronomy in the. Ooh, okay, an interesting that's a new one. take. Okay. Oh, it, there's like a, a look, and they get yeah. close. Interesting. They do. Interesting. Um, old Deuteronomy. It's just a real fucking old cat. He's a real fucking old cat. And I don't understand. Age. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand the mythology of old Deuteronomy. Like, Morgan called him Buddha. And I think yeah. that's the m- most apt analogy I've ever sure. heard. That he just keeps keeps coming back. He keeps coming back. Yeah. He's consistently, like, the patriarch. Because He's also, the like, evangelical leader. Based on physical abilities alone, he seems to be in better shape than Gus. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, he's still pretty mobile. Like, he has a few years left in him before, like, he's like, hey, see you guys, I have to go off myself. But he has buried 99 other cats, so, like... He gets around? I mean, I always kind of saw him as existing on a slightly higher plane. That's why he has to make the choice. So there's sure. almost, a, like... A like, he's of... an immortal cat, almost. Oh, right. Mm. Some, or, or some kind of, like... Demigod? Yeah, he's the demigod of the cats. I don't know. Like, just like, he was revered like a deity when he walked in. Right. And yes. He, like, Again. And he has a lot of, you can't see this, but I'm waving my arms around. Yes. In that 1998 broadcast, everyone else is like doing pirouettes and leaps. But his movements are very... And he's just standing very... in the back sort of like puppeteering yeah. the whole thing. Yes. And I know that's because Ken Page doesn't pirouette, but he does like act as the god. And like, yes. even his entrance as Old Deuteronomy proper, like he he just walks down the he aisle. He commands his presence. Commanding Absolutely. his presence, greeting his followers... And or 99 children. Um, because you could argue that everyone there is a child of, of old dude. All roads lead back to old Deuteronomy. Yes. Um, which is disturbing, but... Um, well, that's going to make the last question very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but relationship-wise, like, it is pretty much, like, confirmed canon from, like, the stage productions that old Deuteronomy is definitely the father of Monku Strap and the Rum Tum Tugger, and possibly McCavity. Um, so, I mean, yeah. The yeah. way I, think, I am learning so much. So right the now. way I think about it is, um, so um, Old Deuteronomy is Queen Elizabeth, right? Um, and except like this, <laughs> this I just flawed my own logic. So Interesting, anyway, because Judy Dench has played both. Yeah. There you go. Mm, <laughs> deeper Didn't lore. Even think of that. So Old Deuteronomy is like fucking king, and um, then you have Monku Strap, who's like firstborn. Probably next in line for the throne if Old Deuteronomy has to like step down or like go off to his own heavy side lair or something. Monku Strap is like his first son, um, and then you have Macavity, the middle child, who's kind of like a the Prince Andrew of, of sorts. Oh, well, oh think about God. it. Well, I mean, Corinne and I have gotten into this, and we'll get into There's this a lot. To... <laughs> He's broken every human law. Um, yeah, so everyone. Every human law. <laughs> God. Um, and there are a lot of laws. We can't get into that We now. can't get into okay, this wait, now. Wait, think about when it was written, too. So, yeah. like, um, yeah. so McCavity... There might have been fewer laws because of certain things. Right. But um, he's... We're really going to get into it Maybe today. the yeah. middle child. He's the black sheep. He's definitely done some shitty things, and everyone is like, no, you're out. Like, yes. goodbye. And his whole uh, coming back to kidnap the economy is for revenge. Um, revenge. Yes. And, in the mu and the movie, obviously, it's like, um, I it must be me. I have to go die. Yeah, um, isn't that weird that he's like, oh, I want my, I want to win, and that like I don't know. It's the prize like is death. Pointless. The prize is death. Like is we're it? all. I thought we were in purgatory, and the prize was your next life of nine. Is London purgatory? 
I is mean, is Miss is, that... is London not to scale purgatory? <laughs> oh my God, we could. How go, big are I cats? How big is a cat? About the scale in that movie. Please, that's what we're here to do. Uh, how so big is the cat? How big is a cat? A single railroad track. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, but that. Oh. It's because cats don't stand, but right. these cats have to stand because they're people. Because they're people with human feet. Right. Right, but I mean. A cat walking across a railroad track, you, you still would see it would be the... Mm. How big is a cat? <laughs> How big is a cat? Also, and like, of course, cats are different sizes. Like, Lauren's cat, sure. Jasmine, is different than Teresa's cat, Chowder. Like, sure. sure. Absolutely. But, like, there's still a scale. Like, if I put a cat next to one of the Ottomans in my living room, like, they're all going to be probably sitting smaller than the Ottomans. You could put a cat inside Ottoman. all of those Ottomans. Right. Yeah. Individually and yes. probably you could probably get a couple see of cats. The Ottomans, but they're about eighteen inches tall. Yes, yes, I would say that's maybe about one right. square foot across the top. Yes, you could fit Good two eye. cats in them probably. Yeah, two cats, maybe like one or one Buster for Jones. Cats one also Jones. are almost a liquid. They are. They fill yes. the container that you. Put that, in. <laughs> that's a fact. Um, and as far as mm-hmm. old dude, oh, and then like finally, Rum Tum Tugger is like his youngest son. He's like the Prince Harry of this family, who's just kind of there for a good time. Yes. Uh, and off like fucking he's his. He's gonna go marry people. a Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a Hollywood cat. Then, a Hollywood um, cat, aka who knows? Mr. Mustafa's. Yes. Um, we all Canada. know. Exactly. Um, cat so before we discuss the Rum Tum Tugger of it all, we have to address the songs that he actually does sing and that are sung about him. So. Old Deuteronomy has a whole fucking song about him. It's a big to-do. It's we're, very we're, we're church. We're all welcoming dad. It is very church. And I, so I don't like Deuteronomy it. Deuteronomy church, yeah. Scans horribly. Scans horribly. It was one of my favorite songs to do in the show, when I did the okay. show. But I was okay. also singing the song, and that was why. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's Ian's moment, it was so. My, it was my moment and my friend Jordan's moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also sings two songs, both of which are in Act 2. The opener of Act 2, The Moments of Happiness... And the closer of Act Two, the addressing of cats. I hate oh, both. The addressing of cats. I hate Remind both me of as moments well. of happiness. Exactly. It, exactly. <laughs> he just kind of sits there. So it sounds like, like memory, but it's not memory. Maybe not, it does not sound like memory. Fuck. Are you he, sure? Like, he just kind of sits it there. Sound like? <laughs> the moments of happiness. <laughs> like that's all, that's, all that's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I have. Like it's it it's not really like melodical or like I will have to look it up and listen. You're gonna to have like to completely slip my mind. And then it ends with um Jemima singing like the uh, moonlight, turn your face to the moon. See, that's why I right, said right. it sounds like memory because that one because part that, does. That one part does. <laughs> Basically, like the like the Wikipedia version of it is like he contemplates happiness and then no one understands him, so he telepathically communicates just, to I'm... Jemima and she translate it in terms of memory. Jemima, take it. Yes, <laughs> take um, it, girl. Probably just another T.S. Eliot poem, I guess. I'm sure. Probably. Um, and also, side note, something I don't think Andrew Lloyd Webber ever saw coming was like the introduction and the overutilization of selfies, because in a live production, during the intermission, when Old Deuteronomy is just sitting on the fucking stage, and you can walk up and grab a picture with him. Is yeah. that um, true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he just kind of sits there for 15 minutes so... and then has to sing a whole aria. Um, so Andrew Lloyd Webber did not anticipate cell phones. Right. No. Um, but that's He's a tangent. No <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. I've that's, been saying that saying the whole time. Andrew Weber is no Al Gore. Put that on the, put that and on the then shirt. Finally, and I'm really happy to, I'm excited that we're going to address this one, is the Ad, addressing of cats. The, the addressing ad, of cats. Yes. A-D dash Boy, dressing. you know what I don't like? What? This song. <laughs> it is, how long is this song? Too Four long. minutes? 
It's around. It's about three and a half minutes too long. So this is the song that comes after Grizabella has been sent after off to the, the end of the island. show. They decide to keep going. They have an <laughs> epilogue. It, yeah. Um, so musically, there are a lot of very interesting and very British things happening, um, which, like, like it's interesting musically. There are things, but it's wrong for the poem. Um, the poem is hilarious on paper. Um, but I don't want to hear sung with operatic reverence, a cat is not a dog. I don't like, want so you to your memory Jen. I'll jog and say a cat is not a dog. That's a joke. Yeah. Right. But Karina, you have a very excellent I point. don't want J- Dame Judy Dench to look me dead in the eye and tell me that a cat is not a dog yes. with such importance that I feel like I've missed the point. Let's, <laughs> I'm like, let's backtrack here because Dame Judy Dench was in this whole movie kind of just like, in her basket. Okay. Like, in, in her, her basket. basket. She brought her own basket. That's, that's Judy Dench's basket. That's not old Deuteronomy's. That's B-Y- hers. BYO-based. Um, <laughs> and she just was, like, I like to describe her, um, her entire character until the end as, um, oh, that's nice. What am I doing here now? Um, <laughs> until the end when she looks you dead in the soul and goes, just remember... A cat is not a dog. And I'm like, thank and, you, I hate it. <laughs> and I mean, it, you know, no, no disrespect to Dame Judy. Oh, Dench not at all. She did the best with what she had. Yeah. But she, you know, at this time in her career, singing is not her strong no. suit. So to have her sing this song that is written for this beautiful operatic baritone Two songs. Tenor. Two songs. Two songs. She sang Moments of Happiness, too. Allegedly. Did she? <laughs> yes. Yeah. To, only to Victoria. Right. They had a moment outside. I swear to God, that song doesn't exist. I would be better off if it didn't. Um, And, well, actually, it's funny that you bring it up. Also, we never actually mentioned what Paul Regano does, like, in his life. Would you like to, like, tell them about your big fancy job that you're working on right now? Right now? As we record this, which will be... I'm, well, I'm I'm a musician. Uh, Right now, I'm the music assistant on the Broadway revival of West Side Story. So it's funny because like you are like it's funny that you're approaching this like from the musical aspect when as we were just talking with Lauren Kennedy and um, she was approaching it from like the like, Stella yeah. Adler like right. school aspect of that's, like these are all of like the kids trying their best like in their showcase right yes. that's who she is I right mean, that's um, I just love the point of view um, <laughs> and it's funny that you brought up Judy Dench as a singer because as you may or may not know. Judy Dench was going to be the original London Grizabella. Yes. Who then like snapped her Achilles tendon and yep. had to bow out of the show, making way for Elaine Page to become the star that she is. Yes. Um, well, she was already a star. She was but, a Vita. Anyway, but... I wasn't going to correct you. <laughs> you didn't have to, Dad. Um, <laughs> it's funny, because now she comes back full circle and mm-hmm. is playing old dude. Yep. But Never call her that. They should have. They did it in the movie. They did it in the Why movie. Why did they create Mungo that? Jerry did that. We so. didn't know we'd take old Duke. <laughs> um, oh, gee, Dad. <laughs> oh, shucks. So it's kind of bonkers that, like, she's singing, like, the most forgettable songs in this show. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I guess doing them well enough. Like, Judy Dench, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I like, and I'm, none of this podcast is to, to at all be, like, bashing anything about, like, the movie or the musical. Like, no. it's just an observation. Like, I just, oh, I'll, I'll I just don't. I'm not here to bash the cast of the movie. Of I not. just think the choices that were made were often 
confusing or regrettable. Right. Going back to Angeloid Weber saying, I think I should write a musical based on this book of yeah. cats. Sure. What drugs was he on? All of them? It Maybe. was the 80s. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. What do we think about his songs overall? Oh, I guess we, say, we agree that they suck. Yeah, I mean, the song about, out of those three that we've talked about, the song introducing Old Deuteronomy is probably the best. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moments of happiness two, doesn't exist. Right. Clearly. Uh, the the other two only work if you have an operatic tenor who has the gravitas to engage the audience for the two or three minutes, you know? Right. And um, finally, guys, does this guy fuck? He must have, clearly. He's got a lot of kids. Not... It's, they don't want Dame Judy Dench to fuck. But... but It's hard to think, like, of all the cats... He is the one I think of the most asexually. It's sort of like a Zeus situation where you're mm. like, maybe his children were born out of his brain more uh, so maybe. than like through traditional cat sex. Right. Like you don't want to think about your goddad fucking. Right. No one wants to think about that. That's true. I don't want to think about I'm that. I'm sad we have asked the question, but it is part of the. I mean, this is that's our, this how is, the show goes. This is the show, and it's like we, if we were to not address the fucking of it all. I really just think there's a lot of troubling implications with old Deuteronomy and his position in the cat's world, and I don't want to explore them too further. <laughs> that's fair. I think he procreates. Yes. He doesn't mm. fuck. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um. Shall we move on to the Rum Tum Tugger? A little slap bass intro there. Oh, Here man. he is. That, I mean, in the movie. Yeah. It sounds like the opening of Seinfeld a little bit. But I will say <laughs> that was probably the best choice they made in that movie was to give Rum Tum Tugger a slap bass intro. I love a slap bass. Me too. They didn't go far enough. No. I, think. I mean, that song could have been like all slap bass and I would have been happy with it. <laughs> but let's talk about the, the, the Tugger. The Rum Tum Tugger of it all. Yes. Um, so... Traditionally, he is like the Elvis cat. He's yes. a rock star, except for when he's... I would say he's more the Mick Jagger cat. Yes. yes. Oh, no. Uh, yes. Uh, in my high school theater production of Cats, which I was not in, they did fully dress him up in an Elvis costume, though. Right. Oh, really? Yes. Because White Weber jumpsuit, himself, like furry cuffs. suit and all that. Well, like, I mean, more dog. flowing. Yeah. It was high school. We didn't have spandex there. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, Angela Weber himself... Um, always, I mean, he aspired to be, you know, a, a rock star of, of sorts. If you look at the his early stuff. The rock star of the musical theater world. I mean, I don't think even That's that fair. musical theater strictly was where he always envisioned going. He, he idolized those, those, you know, rock bands that came up in the 60s and 70s. And he wanted to, I mean, you know, look at, look at how he wrote early on. When you look at, you know, JCS, mm -hmm. and then uh, Evita, even though it goes more legit, still lives in that world. Cats absolutely utilizes pop vocabulary. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, just ignore the other stuff. Because <laughs> I think he was trying to do something that sounded more like Jerry Herman or Stephen Sondheim, you know, and, and you're never going to do that, Randy. <laughs> um, but that then look at what he's done recently with School of Rock. I mean, he wants to live in that 60s, 70s rock world. New Andrew Lloyd Webber Cinderella? Yeah. Who knows what that's going to be? Right. Oh God. Yeah. It's not called Bad it's Cinderella. It's not called Bad Cinderella, but the titular character does, they keep referring to her as Bad Cinderella. Fine. But, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, like, he is very much like a Mick Jagger figure. Yes. And, right. um, except for when he is a hip hop uh -oh. cat. Um, Which. Except for seems when he's like Jason an, Derulo. Seems like an appropriate update. If you want to, like, when the when this show came out in 81? 81? Yes, yes. 81. 
um, Mick Jagger was still relatively, uh, you know, and I guess if you were writing it through the late 70s, Mick Jagger was very much 77 was when this started, like, as an idea. So So he was still very much a relevant figure, celebrity, you know, and that's something that you can tap into. By the time I saw it in the 90s as a kid, I had no idea who Mick Jagger was or who he was supposed, you know, or that that's who... Rum Tum Tugger was. I just knew he was a badass. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the the update is uh, not wrong. I just think they didn't do it right. They didn't go far okay. enough. They still tried to. If look, I don't know why they wrote the song "Beautiful Ghost" because Taylor was, Swift, because, Oscar nom, because Swift. Taylor Swift, okay, Oscar nomination. Exactly. Oscar nomination is why you write a new song when you do a movie and musical. Everyone knows that. Yep. But you already wrote a new song. It's called Rump- Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser because that is not Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. It is from the it London recording. Shut up. Time out. That's not the song. Dead ass. The original London cast has this weird slow jazzy version. And for the Broadway is when you get the actual good Mungo Jerry. The good one. Wow. I had never heard that version. And I was like, Yeah, because oh, it sucks. There, you wrote a new song already. Why do you think they reverted back? All right. Well, those aren't the I have some thoughts about. on that one, yeah. too. No, let's, let's address them real quick. Villain edit. Yeah. A sultry oh, jazz number are, yeah. takes them As away a, from these knockabout clowns. Right. Instead, they're like sexy, evil cat burglars. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but um, Rum Tum Tugger is the Mick Jagger, except for when he's the lo-fi hip-hop star, except for when he's Jason Derulo. Uh, fun fact. Yes. According to that same lore page we've been reading from, it's implied that Street Tugger is not Rum Tum Tugger, but in fact the wayward son of the original Rum Tum Tugger. Right, so that's getting into like. Sorry, I did not do my homework. Street Tugger? Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what they that's call what, him. That's what uh, you like know, rapping Tugger. Urban is Tugger. To. Yeah. Oh no. That's why it's oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um, and thankfully they went back to the original in the Broadway revival. Yes. I think they even replaced it in the um, you cannot, UK revival. You can't too, really eventually. find a high quality version recording of street of tiger yeah so what what version used that was it an early it version was of the just film? no it was uh the street tiger was like pretty specifically to the late London 2000s maybe yeah like was l- it the the west end had a revival around like 2014 ish yeah and that's when like new tugger like was born. debuted right. debuted well i heard that he was gonna be a rap artist in uh, uh in the Broadway revival, whatever it was, two I don't think it ago. tested well. Well, yeah, I don't think they ever did it because, like, it. yeah, like they, I, I think they cut that from the jump because it was, um, it was always this guy. Like, I just know him from like Chorus Line. He did Chorus Line, and then he ended up being the Tugger, and it was just the traditional, right, like, sexy cat Tugger. Yes. Um, and then it became Jason Derulo because, sure. Um, which is upsetting on so many levels. No offense right. to Jason Derulo himself. Cause I he think gave he it his did, all. He really did. He really was working hard. But I think that because he was so ill-equipped to attack a musical theater piece, if he is not a musical theater artist... He's not. Right. That, He's that just were not. Like, they were like, okay, so just give him the fun, sexy song. And then like they showed a few shots of him reacting to things going on. But in the musical, the Rum Tum Tugger is a really important... Yeah. He's well, yeah. the one that says, go find Mr. Mistopoulos. Yes. He's going to save the yeah. day. I mean, and remember, he's like one of the sons of old Deuteronomy. He's one of the like, three, he, he's as it in were. The, he's in the royal family. Um, but he's also like kind of a stereotype of a cat who like is cold to you until he wants love. And then you go to pet him and he tries to scratch you. Well, that's, that's exactly what the 
original opponents. He's right. not a rock star cat. He's a curious cat. Well, yes. And then we were, talking about cat. we were talking about this a little bit last night. Like, how do you get the sexually charged Rum Tum Tugger from that Where home? Did, how did they how did He's just that? a silly, stubborn as, kitty. As, <laughs> exactly. Aside from him being, like, curious, because, like, curious can be like, what? fish, then he only, only wants, wants grouse. grouse. And, and then, like, yeah, it's just Our, a, right. he never wants... Are fish and grouse like euphemisms? Like... I will say, I'm pretty sure this is Jason Derulo's first and only acting role. Well, here's the fun fact: Jason Derulo apparently went to the American oh, Music and Dramatic Academy. He was in an episode of Lethal Weapon. Oh, thank fucking Christ! Um, That's but rough. apparently the he did TV show. Yes. yes. Oh, and one episode of Empire, but he played Jason Derulo, so I don't think that counts. I wouldn't. Um, but apparently he um, did, I guess, study musical theater. Um, and okay. We, and, and here we are. <laughs> right. Uh, and here we are. Um, so he's a lot, and he's like a lot of the traditional show. Yes. Like he carries a lot of this weight. Yes. Um, from like his own song to like the Jellicle Ball. Like yep. he is all over that goddamn Jellicle Ball, and he is all over Bombay Arena. Yes. Which is Taylor Swift oh, in the movie. What a tragedy. Yeah. Yes. Bombay Arena also gets cut down to nothing because right villain edit. Yeah. But you're right, because they, again, turned her into an instrument of McCavity, which is not who she is. No. Especially with Taylor Swift. Like, we were saying last night, and I'm saying that a lot because Karina got into town yesterday, and we've been talking about this for a solid 24 what hours What else at this can point. we talk about? Um, there is nothing but, else. like, this movie could have been a Taylor Swift vehicle if you did Bombay Arena in a similar way as the musical. Yes. Who is... Like, she's there the whole she's time. She's there the whole time. Absolutely. She is a... She's not quite the mother figure of Jenny Any Dots, but she is not just one of the kittens no she's like an adult cat like she's like traditionally rum tum tuggers like mate kind of on paper in front of your face main squeeze his main (laughs) squeeze i'll give you main squeeze because like relationship wise like he has probably slept with he's been in everywhere he's been in everywhere um the fun theories is that he might be a mate of skimble shanks and He's probably a mate of the magical Mr. Mistopheles. He might fuck everyone, but he is married to Mr. Mistopheles. Married to Mr. Mistopheles. We were saying like I don't think anybody can tie down the Tugger, but I don't know. Rum Tum Tugger walks on stage and is like, let me tell you about how my husband's going to save the day. <laughs> like No one else does that. No one else does that. No one hypes up another cat He's nearly as much. Well, Not as much, but Monkey Strap, I mean, Monkey Strap is like, the, hey, check look out. Look at this cat, look at this cat. Right. But that's much more in a narrated way. He doesn't come down He's and like. like. He's like. Y'all. Yeah, like <laughs> monkey, let me tell you about. Monkey he's got strap an air is, horn ready to like. <laughs> rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> monkey strap is like a for your consideration, and Tugger is like guns a blazing, kicking down the door, like check out my Dwayne from the sea. Right. Um, <laughs> so I never. I guess I get it because they do have the duet. Yep. In uh, he's, Mistopheles. He's a terrible bore. Yeah. He is a terrible bore. I hadn't thought about that until I ventured into the deep dark territory of the internet. Who right. was like have. Tumblr, I've mentioned this in Mistopheles, that the terrible website that is Tumblr.com was like, have you thought about the fact Rum Tum Tugger is a gay? And I was like, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but I guess I am going to think about it heavily Rum-tum now. Rum Tum Tugger right. is absolutely panned. There's That's no exactly what I said. It's written down here. Yeah, he's... <laughs> two of and my like, hot takes. And like the folklore website just says, possibly a bisexual. No, that man like, will fuck anything. He's a pansexual cat, and he is proud of it. When we were watching the movie last night, we were uh, were revisiting the uh, stage production of it, 
And it was like, no, every time Tucker's on stage, he is looking to bone. Yes. Anything. Yeah. It doesn't even have to we be anything that moves. We can now, just say it now. That cat fucks. That cat fucks. Absolutely. That cat fucks, and not only does he fuck his song, The Rum Tum Tucker, that song fucks. Slaps. Yes. It does. It, does. it fucks. It fucks. It fucks. The slapping that you hear is the- Is the fucking. I, God. Oh, man. So- Oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but furrier. No. Um, <laughs> And not only does that song fucks, he sings Mr. Mistopheles yes. as a hype man, and Which that song also slaps. It does. The song from the commercial. I right. Mean, yes. That song you is everything. You want to talk about the earworm. Yeah. Love a Mistopheles. Oh, yeah. Like, I have been in many a location overhearing strangers talk about how everyone in the theater will start to sing, oh, well, there never Absolutely. was there Another ever. one that scans horribly, but. Right. But. <laughs> infectious melody. Infectious as fuck. Um, and then finally, he sings a bit of Old Deuteronomy. Whatever. Who doesn't? Fine, yeah. um, exactly. But that, that's so important, I think, to his, not to the show, but to his character. To his character. Because it, it does. so much depth. Right. It also, yeah, implies that he is, yeah, he's, he's here to fuck. He's here but to also, fuck. He but also, he understands the yes. rules. He knows yes, the rules. Yes, yes, and, yes. Like, that's exactly why like, I call him the Prince Harry of the situation. Yeah. Like, he knows what's up, but he's still going to be like, check out my hot wife, husband, mate. All thing. of them. I yeah. love them all. Check out my harem. Yes. My harem. Oh, no. Harem anime, but harem it's Rum Tum Tucker. Oh, man. I'm surprised that that is not part of the fan fiction you can, that you've done. You can, there's a... Well, now we've said it out loud. So I know. It does. Uh, yes. Rum Tum Tugger does have the most fan fictions written about him. Of course he is the does. number he, one cat. And it's, it's with pairing with Mistopheles. And there's he gives over you, 100. And he, he gives you the most to work off of from a fan fiction now, standpoint. Do we think that Monkastrap hates... Rum Tum Tugger because he's the sheriff around these parts and Rum Tum Tugger is outside the law. Um, or, and, and like, because Trap's a total preppy and, you Yo, know. Oh, for sure. And, and, and Rum Tum Tugger is a total badass. Um, or, like, is there, like, some jealousy around the, like... I think there's I'm, a little jealousy that Trap has just, like, to be the straight man, right. as it were. Right. And Well, I mean, you see that a bit, like, in the uh, stage version i.e. 1998 production. Where he tries like, to grope him? Where he tries to grope him. Um, I think, like, I think it's kind of that. It's, like, everyone loves, like, everyone respects Strap because he's, like, the prince in charge, but, like, everyone loves Tugger because he's the fun one. Yeah. And I think it's, you like... You would invite Tugger to your parties. It's, like, you Monkey invite... Strap you invite because you have to. Right. And it's, like, you don't, like, hate that you have to invite him, but it's, like, yeah, we have yeah. to invite him, but, like, we want to hang out with Tugger. Um, and, um... Also, you see in like the move in the um, stage. I, I almost recording. feel like Tugger would be throwing the party, and he'd be like, "Awesome!" And he'd be like, "You have to bring Monkastrap." Yeah, I know you don't want. Like, I feel like he would stand up for his bro. Like, he doesn't like him or give oh, no, shit well, about him, but, but he's like, not gonna blood well, ties. Well, there's two right. things. Like, like he kind of like comes in and out of peaks with the pollicles and just kind of like messes yeah. shit up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he's and it's got fun. like a, I love him and because and because you really see Monkastrap like. Get the fuck out. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, but, no, I made this... Uh, <laughs> I made this bag. Bag uh, <laughs> Out of candy canes and a football. Right. This is so uh, good. But then you see in Old Deuteronomy, they kind of come together, and they're like, you know I see you, brother. Get so high and watch that original 1998. I need it. Please, yeah. yeah. It's the only way to do it. Of course. Um, and But like you do see them like kind of come together at the, like as well when Old Absolutely. Deuteronomy comes yeah. in. So I think like they ultimately like, like and respect each other, but it's like... During the Jellicle Ball, it's like Monkey Strap is holding court, and because Rum Tum Tugger doesn't have those responsibilities, he's like, "Yeah, let's fuck." He doesn't care for a cuddle. He doesn't. He doesn't care for a cuddle. Um, he's off on his way to his next exploit. Exactly. 
Um, all right, so I think we've come to the end of... Um... Well, I have three more points to oh, make our Tum Tugger. Three exactly. One... Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that I do have a slight reputation for calling Rum Tum Tugger a date rapist right. way back in 2015 to be the cat most likely to accidentally or on purpose commit date rape. I do stand by that assessment, but... I guess if I had to pick one. Right? Like, it's a terrible superlative, but it's probably true. Sure. Just from a numbers game. Two, why did Jason Derulo almost suck those other cats' toes? <laughs> right. Right. Just... Toes almost went into Jason Derulo's mouth, and I don't like it. <laughs> and I want everyone else to know. Because, remember, these are cats with human feet. Yes. Uh, and three, is a milk bar a place you can go, or is that an establishment specifically for cats in this human no, world? I mean, like, Momofuku has a milk bar. Yeah, but does it exist in London us. in the 80s, where these cats go does in and there's... this show exist in the 80s? There's milk on tap... And these cats break in, and then Jason Derulo yells quite loudly and for a very long time, just milk. And it's on the recorded soundtrack, so it wasn't like a fun improv. That's part of the song. That that is now canon. So Um, why is there such a heavy milk focus in... I was so disappointed by that number. (laughs) It's, yeah, the accent's a lot. Jason Derulo's giving it his all. All of his ripping is boring, too. Yeah. I mean, like, you're a singer. But it's funny because, like, there is so little milk play, and I'm sorry to use that mm. word. There is so little uh, milk play in the stage version. There's none, I would say. I agree. Yeah, I can't But really, in, in the movie, they were like, let's make this a milk number. I yeah. think there wouldn't have been much they could do on stage in 1981. I would hope not. That wouldn't have gotten prohibitively messy with the amount of automation that's on that stage. Yeah. Mm. Um... Like, maybe they could have had a fake dish of milk somewhere with no liquid in it and some kind of solid white thing that looked like a pool of milk in a dish. Sure. And they could, like, go and laugh for it. But, like, what does that add? But also, that's, all, that's also going to fuck with the makeup and everything, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when the movie was first in just a whisper in the wind and I found out Jace Derulo was going to be in it, I mentioned that, and someone's... Or I hadn't, wasn't quite sure. And one of my friends was like... No, there's no way Jason Derulo is going to be in the Cats movie. But you a million dollars. You're wrong. I was right. I have not. <laughs> um, I deserve that money. It, I think that's the wildest casting choice. No offense to Jason Derulo. He gave I, it his all. And I mean, he really cared. Is. But I think it's just... A, it's, again, it's one of those things that like I see it on paper and I'm like, I buy it. Yeah. I understand why. I still think it's the wildest. It's not the one that surprised me the most. No. But going that would back, be Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, but a but good he, surprise. But did the best job out of everyone. Because he's on Sir that. Ian McKellen. Yes. Right. But, we, but yes, well, because because um, we were talking about Jason Derulo like in a very singing role for the Tugger, and it reminded me of your favorite part of that he didn't that they didn't include in the movie. They had him do some weird opera BS that was not necessary. I've already forgotten that. My favorite He part. has like this very falsetto-y part of like, Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Whereas in the stage version, Morgan carry it away. <laughs> he like riffs, so he's just like, Magical, mystical, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's my favorite thing in and this it, entire world. In the 1998? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And in the Jason I gotta movie, go back. he just does some weird like, yeah, that was very disturbing. He also, was, I was like, where is that this. coming from? Also, at no point did Jason Derulo either say Jason Derulo, or it would have been really <laughs> fucking funny if they had had him be like, Rom Tom Tugger, in the way that he says it all of his songs. I feel like instead of doing the 
just went, Mel! Yes. He said Jason Derulo in right, the first like, take. Every time you have the urge to say Jason Derulo, just, just shout, milk. shout milk. milk. <laughs> um, which I, I can only think of. He needs some milk! <laughs> uh, Rum Tum Tugger is he, the most complicated character in Cats. Clearly, Absolutely. I think we've spent the most time of any character well, talking about him and Mistopheles. <laughs> Um, because the fans have spoken. All and right. They're, and they're right. Yeah. God, um, that movie just did so many things wrong. It did. I believe that concludes our discussion on the Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> um, now, Paul, is there anything you would like to plug before we head off? Or where can people find you? And where can people find oh, you? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, people can find... I am a composer with my brother, David. We make up uh, the team, the Regano Songbook. You can see us online at reganosongbook.com. Uh, you can also check out our YouTube page where a lot of our songs are featured uh, being sung by wonderful, brilliant people, uh, including Ian. Present. Um, and you can hear Ian again yeah. on March 13th, if this has aired before We'll then, find out. Who knows? Uh, in our uh, annual Ides of March extravaganza, where we do a lot of our original material. And Ian's been there for many years with us. And this is our seventh year. It's Bonkers. lucky number seven on Friday the 13th. So it should Good even omens. out. I was going to say it should be chaotic neutral. Yeah. Chaotic neutral. And uh, it's, it's going to be a hoot and a half. And you can catch me on uh, the social medias. All social media platforms is at Paul Together Now, all one word. Yep. Um, on Instagram and Twitter. My tweets are hilarious. They are. Amazing. Very good. Um, and finally, um, now it is your time to cast your vote. Oh. Who deserves to go to the heavy side lair? Like ever in the world of all out, the cats. out of the contestants, out of the contestants, it, even not the contestants. Yeah. If you were like a cat attending this jellical ball, if you think Tumble Brutus needs to go there, then, then send him the fuck up. But write his name in. Um, nah, it's gonna be Tumble Brutus. <laughs> not with that attitude. Um, so yeah, who would you like to vote for this year? You know what? I appreciate the comeback story arc of Grizabella, but I would rather reward Jenny Anydots. Whoa. Uh, as lazy as she is during the day, she's earned that. I feel like um, we need to have a much larger discussion in our society and the world at large about the invisible labor of women. And what Jenny Anydots does with her evenings, organizing youth mice... And, and keeping cockroaches off the street. And eating them whole. <laughs> sure. But I think, I, think, I, I think it needs to, it deserves more than a tap number, which got seriously shafted in the film. Facts. Um, and I'll, I'll send Jenny any dots up, because I think it's too often that we uh, accept the, the, the foot soldier as just that someone who, well, that's what she does, and she does her job. What a surprise and delight yes. of a vote. A plus. All right. Well, your vote has been casted, Paul Regano. I can't wait to see how it all tallies up. <laughs> awesome. Oh, spoiler alert, I don't think Jenny Any Doss is going to win, but I, I like know. her Let's spirit. find out. I like that she's on the board. Yeah, but right? please, like, please send your vote. Either find us on the social medias or send your vote to jellicalpodcasts at gmail.com, and we will tally these votes. Um, we're standing by. We're standing by. Um, and I, 
I guess that's that that's then. That. Paul, thank you so much for being on our show. It was hey, so, my pleasure. It was so it, much fun finally having you on one of my podcasts. I want to do it a million more times. Yeah. I want you here a million more times. Great. 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 All right, Karina, where can people find you? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Epic Adventure of. I don't know what it means either, but that's what I got, folks. Um, you can also find me playing D&D most Wednesdays and Fridays. You can catch us uh, streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash spoodersnek. That's S-P-O-D-E-R-S-N-E-K. Cool. Yep. And you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, at Brodsky Ian on Facebook, and at ianjbrodsky.com. All right. I'm Ian Brodsky. I'm Karina Stokes. And, and that's, that's how milk... milk. Find out more about Podcast, a podcast about cats, the musical, not the animal, by finding us on social media. We are on both Twitter and Instagram at JellicalPod. And you can always reach us by email at JellicalPodCats at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Ando. And I'm Fer. And we host Niñas Bien Podcast. We want to invite you to listen to our show. Niñas Bien means good girls in Spanish. But you have to know that this is not a podcast for good girls. Or for girls at all. It is a comedy podcast. So everyone is welcome to listen. We talk about sex, relationships, technology. We recommend movies and TV shows and discuss pop culture in general. And there is Chisme Ajeno too. A section we have just to gossip about everyone. So you'll find something you like here. And you'll practice your Spanish. The cleanest Spanish you'll find, we promise. And if you already hablas español, vamos a hacer tus nuevas amigas. amigas. We'll be your friends for the non-Spanish speakers. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Hosted by Acast and available to all audio platforms. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>